Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Columbus, Ohio. Welcome to the show, Jim Pfeiffer. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Great to have you here. Now, Jim, you started out your career as an active player and transitioned into more passive investing. And I'm really keen to hear about that transition, but maybe before we do, maybe give a little bit of your backstory and how you got to this point in your journey. Sure. Yeah. I've, um, I'm kind of on career number four. I worked in business for a while. Then I was a uh, high school teacher for a while, then a financial advisor. And, and as a financial advisor, I, I really started learning about money. And I, I'd always been a stock market guy, but I, I learned more and more about money. And at the same time, I'd become an accidental landlord. And that got me into real estate. So I was learning real estate, learning about money. And that kind of solidified everything that told me I'm not really into financial um, paper assets. It feels like speculation. And so I couldn't be a financial advisor anymore because I was getting more and more into real assets that are investments to me because you're investing in something that produces cash flow for you rather than hoping that the asset go, you know, the paper asset goes up in value. So that's when I transitioned into full-time active real estate. And I did that for a number of years. And then I just realized that I wasn't very good at managing property managers. And although the market was going great, I was making money, I wasn't a good manager of these assets. So that's when I decided I'm going to go fully passive and hire asset managers to manage the investments for me. And that's where I am now fully passive. I've sold almost all of my active investments. Wow. That's that's not a typical journey, but it's a fascinating journey because I expect there might be some of our listeners out here that find themselves in the same place with that myth. You know, The myth is the myth of passive income because there is no passive business. And in order to get passive income, you need to invest passively in an active business. And the only way that works is if the active side of the business is really performing at a high level, uh, which is why you decided to get out of it. Yes, exactly. I think, um, you know, I found that I wasn't, as I said, I wasn't good at managing the property managers, but if I could hire someone whose whole job is to manage an asset, to manage the property managers, to do all that for me, um, it's passive to me after I wire the money, right? Until then, it's very active because I have to screen the sponsor, look at the deal, check out the market, all of those things. Um, But as soon as I send the money, then I'm passive. And, And that's, that's kind of where I found the sweet spot for me because I like doing all the analysis up front, but I don't want to manage the asset day to day. That wasn't my strength. And I think part of this in anything is you need to find where your strengths are. And my strengths were in the upfront analysis and then let the the professional asset manager do their job. I love that. So it's back to the same three things that we always talk about when we're talking about due diligence. It's vetting the sponsor, vetting the submarket, and then the specifics of the deal. Yes, absolutely. As you are investing today in specific, how, how do you how do you prioritize those? There's a lot of people out there hawking deals and saying, yeah, I've got a deal, I've got a deal, I've got a deal. Do you start there? Do you start with a sponsor? Do you start with the submarket? How do you approach that? I, I start with a sponsor and and it was trial and error. I, I wasn't very good at the beginning. Um, I went to a, a seminar and I had a, you know, I was just getting into passive investing and I had a, a rollover 401k. And every single person I met at the seminar that was a sponsor, I said, hey, can I invest with you? And I just started investing. And I wouldn't, none of those are bad investments. I would not invest in any of those deals today. Now what I do is I use my network, my community, 
Um, I run a community called Left Field Investors, and and we share information with each other. So now the only way I'm starting with a sponsor is if they're referred to me by somebody I know, like, and trust who's already invested with them. Because you know, I started out kind of just shotgun approach investing with anybody. Then I started listening to podcasts and YouTube videos. And what I found was there's a lot of really great podcasters and really great marketers, but that doesn't mean they're a great syndicator. Now they might be, but just because you can talk that doesn't mean you're good at uh, operations. So now the main cut for me is I try to always make sure that they're referred to me by somebody I know, like, and trust, because then I have some results already in the bank from someone I know, because these are such long-term investments that you have to qualify people in some fashion because you're going to be with them for five years or 10 years even. I love that. When we talk about, and I, I wrote the book, Magnetic Capital, one of the things that we talk about as deal sponsors are the five principles of raising money, but it's the flip side of that same coin is those same five principles. If you're an investor looking to invest passively in a project, it's those same five criteria. It's do you have a relationship? Have you established the trust with the sponsor? What's their track record? What is the opportunity? Is it actually a compelling opportunity? And then finally, what is the fit? Is, is there a fit between the goals for the money and the goals for the project? Is it the right time horizon? Is it the right rate of return? What's the control structure, the tax consequence, and on and on. And if you don't have a fit on all of those criteria, then don't don't wire the money. Yeah. And, and I think the, the, the key for me is the starting point, right? It has to be the sponsor, but you also have to do the other evaluations that, that you said. You have to make sure the deal fits you and your investment priorities, but it all starts with the sponsor because if you don't have a quality group that's going to operate the deal do all the things that need to happen, then you're not going to have a successful investment. So to me, I always look at the sponsor and there's there's other ways besides just referrals, right? I also think that communication is, is one of the most important things for a sponsor because I've had some deals that have been great. And I've had some deals that have gone poorly, but the only deals that have really frustrated me are deals where I can't find out what has happened, right? I don't know what's happening with the deal. So another requirement for me is you have to be able to respond quickly and efficiently and with full information to me. And I test that out before I invest because I don't want to be frustrated when I'm stuck in a relationship with you for five years and you won't respond to a phone call or email and I have no idea what's happening with my money. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. Now, when we talk about the various criteria in terms of finding that perfect fit, that perfect alignment between the goals for the money and the goals for the project, do you, within your group within left field investors, do you have a framework for evaluating that? Um, kind of. I mean, it, it's hard to say because we are a group of independent people who are sharing information. And so everybody has their own different goals for each investment. And so within that, yes, we share information and that's the whole key to our community. And I think whether it's our community or another one, this um, investing in syndications, it's critical to have people you can bounce ideas off of and, and everything. But you also have to understand that each person's um, individual situation is different. So my, if I'm investing in something, it doesn't mean that it's a great investment for you. And that's why we do our own due diligence and make sure it fits us. But then we share that information and say, hey, the reasons I like this deal is because you know, I'm a cash flow investor because I don't have a W-2 or, you know, I have a short time horizon because I'm not sure about the future or whatever it is. Each person has their own different place where they are and each person has to make their own decision. That's crucial to our group. We help each other, but then we make our own decisions within that. 
Well, that makes perfect sense. I mean, if you think about where people are, they might be in this investing career for a number of years, but someone who's in their 40s is going to have a different set of objectives from someone who's, say, in their 70s. You know, one is planting seeds for the future, the other one's harvesting. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and I think that's that's one of those things where, especially in the podcast world or, or in even in a community, some of the people that are the ones that are most visible have credibility because they're in the in the position of speaking, but that that credibility might not be relevant to you because you're in a different position. As you said, you could be investing for you know the future or using your cash flow to live on, or there's a million different ways. So I think it's critical to rely on people in your community, but just because they're investing in the deal doesn't mean it's the right deal for you. And it's critical to understand that as well. Makes perfect sense. Well, Jim, if folks want to learn a little bit more about Leftfield Investors or if they want to connect, what's the best way? Uh, you can go to uh, leftfieldinvestors.com or if you'd like to connect with me, you can send me an email at jim at leftfieldinvestors.com. Fantastic. Well, Jim, I love the perspective. For the listeners at home, definitely connect with Jim at leftfieldinvestors.com or email him directly at jim at leftfieldinvestors.com. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.